Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is Larkin Rorty, owner of Rose's Bar and owner of the Wild Atlantic Camp, which are both located in the village of Chrysler. A quantity surveyor by profession, Larkin bought the bar on his return from a spell in the US in 2004 and has plans to further expand the Wild Atlantic Camp, which opened in 2013 with six clamping pods and 12 motorhome bays. Larkin, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thanks, Kieran. Uh, delighted to join you today. Logan, if we can start maybe first with the pub. Um, when did you purchase Roses? So um, I purchased Roses in, uh, in 2004. Um, uh, my background, I'm a, I'm a quantity surveyor and um, the, uh, the work in quantity surveying in this part of Donegal is fair was fairly limited anyway and uh, it was always my ambition to... Uh, to set up roots in Chrysler and move back home. Um, I was un- working in the States <coughs> prior to purchasing roses. So in 2004, it was the intention to move back home and set up base in Chrysler. How long were you in the States for, Logan? Um, I was in the States for just over over two years after I qualified. And how, how was that experience? Yeah, I must say I had a great time. Um, I spent... Uh, most of my time on the on the east coast while I was over there, uh, between Boston and Rhode Island, and uh, oddly enough, the uh, connections that I I uh, made in the states while I was out there, uh, I still have a strong connection with them, and I get quite a bit of work still off the uh, the same companies that I worked with out there back in two thousand and two to four. Okay, when you get back in two thousand and four, you come back to probably a different Ireland than we have now, Lorca, isn't it? Yeah, so two thousand and four, uh, things were uh, things were going going great. Um, everything was positive. Um, I suppose the the pub scene itself it was very vibrant, and uh, I suppose we we had the unfortunate circumstances of the uh, the Celtic Tiger downturn. So I suppose timing timing wasn't brilliant, but uh, it's turned out all well. And the and the end, pretty much. Covid obviously had a, a big impact on your business in, in recent times. I suppose looking out for new ideas to maintain and increase business is is obviously a part of the setup now too, isn't it? Yeah. So I suppose firstly on the uh, on the covid, um, definitely there was massive difficulties with covid, but on the on the other side of it, there was there was benefits as well. Um, uh, I suppose give us the opportunity in Rose's Bar to uh, to develop an, an outside space that has been uh, has been fruitful to us since. Uh, my own personal circumstances have changed quite a bit, and that I can uh, and my and my quantity surveying job I can work from work from home quite a bit. And uh, from the Wild Atlantic Camps perspective, a lot of COVID has driven more outdoor adventure, and uh, for us. Uh, from a business perspective, uh, COVID hasn't been the worst thing. 
how better is life for you now, seeing that you're able to work from home and be about maybe most of the week? Yeah, so uh, working from home is, is massive for me. I have four, four young kids involved in all different sporting organisations and whatnot, and that was, uh, I suppose, prior to me coming back, uh, my wife was was running 24-7, filling in the gaps. Um, I was working away, and I had justified to myself that I wasn't missing too much, but it was only when I really moved back home, Kieran, that I realised... I realised what what I was missing out on, and it's 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 brilliant. It's it's changed my my whole family life massively. Being able to uh, be based at home. We're in your office here uh, at the side of the house in Crystal, and behind me there's a, a bag of football. So I should remind you that you're very much a hands-on dad, and you're you're involved at the at the coalface of coaching. Yeah, so we have uh, we have a couple of uh, a couple of great great clubs in our locality. Um, I suppose we're very passionate about about St Michael's and uh, and uh, the success of St Michael's, which has been brilliant over this past few years. So I'm delighted that that my young fellows will hopefully be able to contribute on the field a bit more than I was able to in my day. So. Uh, very passionate about St Michael's. Uh, I suppose the other local team that we have is Dunfanaghy Youth Soccer Team. So there's brilliant enthusiasm with Dunfanaghy Youths at the moment. With the new pitch, uh, there's a great uh, youth setup uh, there now at the moment. So uh, it's great from that perspective and delighted to be involved with both. So when did the idea come about uh, to set up the Wild Atlantic Camp? As I say, I moved back in in 2000, 2004 from the States, purchasing Rose's Bar, and it was my intention, I, I suppose I had this vision that Rose's Bar was going to be able to sustain me around Creaseland and whatnot. Unfortunately, through circumstances, that, that wasn't the case, and I continued with my uh, consultancy work. But I suppose... Really, as I say, the bar would have took a bit of a hit during the downturn and whatnot, but uh, was just looking at different opportunities, what, how, what could be done to kind of support the bar and make it a bit more sustainable. So it was really, <coughs> I suppose, it was really that that triggered the, uh, the, Wild, the Wild Atlantic camp. I was originally uh, considering like stag parties, hen parties coming here and whatnot. They would fall up onto the bar at night time, but I suppose... It's really, that was the intention at the outset and uh, we're very much so, much so a family orientated site now and it's, uh, I would say, 90% of our custom is, is, is family orientated and uh, as opposed to the hens and stags and stuff. So, no, and I must say it has... Uh, and has supported the bar quite quite well. Look, and there was a pitch and put course here initially, is that right? Yeah, so this is... Um, this is family land. We have uh, 15 acres, kind of on the on the centre of Chrysler. Um My father was a contractor. My mum was a school teacher. Um, so really, I suppose the pitch and putt was developed, and uh, it was in 1991 the pitch and putt opened, and uh, there was a uh, restaurant opened there, uh, known as the the Red Roof Restaurant. So uh, my mother was looking for a coffee shop. My dad. <coughs> my dad um, and and brother built, uh, I suppose, a fairly significant restaurant, so she got a bit more than she bargained for. But 
they ran that quite successfully for a number of years. Uh, both my parents are, have been retired now and have had a, enjoyed retirement for this past twenty odd years. So they would have, uh, like my dad would have cut the grass and the pitch and pot and whatnot during his retirement. I suppose it came a little bit less sustainable, and that uh, I suppose there's an awful lot of work involved in it for the reimbursement that was coming back and. Thankfully, in, uh, in around 2010, um, my parents gave me the offer of uh, of gifting me the uh, gifting me the property here, and uh, I must say, I'm thankful massively to them for that, and uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, to kick on. So, I suppose from my perspective as well, getting something for free, I wanted to give something back as opposed to to, to leaving it idle. So. Uh, with no investment on the on the purchase or anything like that there at at paved the way for and putting in some investment to get up and going. So did you think long and hard about what you were gonna do next or did the idea come quite quickly to you? Yeah, so as I said I'm a I'm a I'm a quantity surveyor and in my work I work with quite a few quite a few architects and whatnot. Uh Back in 2010, I was working in Belfast, and we were doing uh, we were doing um, city upgrade schemes. So I was working with some town planners and the like. So really, I suppose through <coughs> conversations and whatnot, uh, at lunchtime, I was telling the guys in terms of the, the plot that I had and some of the considerations that I was thinking on. And um, one of the guys planted the seed of glamping, which I hadn't really I hadn't really understood before. So really, <coughs> I worked with I worked with a the team there, and we uh, we developed a master plan. And uh, I suppose nearly nearly thirteen years on, we still have that master plan that I refer back to in terms of doing any expansion and whatnot to the facility that we have here. And have you stuck fairly rigidly to the plan? We have. Uh, we were very ambitious at the outset. We had. Uh, had a fairly significant gymnasium, swimming pool, whatnot on there, and uh, I suppose it had definitely has been has been tailored tailored a bit. But in general, we have kind of stuck to the ethos of creating uh, creating a, a campsite that aligns with uh, international standards in terms of some of the Euro camps and stuff like that. There, providing, I suppose, unique, flexible accommodation for for guests to enjoy their holiday in the northwest. And would you have travelled about to, to see what else was out there? Yeah, no, we would keep a keep a close eye on on, on what what's out there and. Uh, like very much so, we would. Uh, I suppose we would look to the likes of the Euro camps on and, and throughout Europe and whatnot to see what they are doing. Uh, like we would, uh, we want to kind of get aligned with what they're doing. Obviously, on a lot smaller scale, but uh, really, I suppose um, there's an awful lot of people has 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 it going on a holiday to a Euro camp. As on their on their tick box, and I suppose we want to be able to be seen as a a smaller scale of that kind of on in, in the northwest where we uh, get people to come and uh, enjoy the environments around us here in Chrysler and uh, have a good time. Just go back to the start of that process. When was the first cabin sort of installed, and how many cabins are here on the site now? Yeah, so we we at the outset we started we had uh, we had six glamping glamping pods so uh, the first six glamping pods that we built were um, 
they were pretty much a permanent tent. They had uh, they had purely sleeping accommodation. Um, they had no toilet or shower. Very comfortable units. Very well, uh, very well insulated. And uh, I must say, they kicked off fairly well. But uh, I suppose that we've that was in 2013. We were the first opened. And we, as I say, we had six glamping pods and 12 motorhome bays. So really, <clears throat> year on year since then, we have uh, endeavoured to do some form of uh, enhancements to the camp. So uh, at the moment, we have uh, we've went from six six units to 30 units. So <clears throat> we have a, a variety of different offerings. We have uh, glamping villas, which is essentially. Uh, an upgraded version with their toilet and their shower and there's a small kitchen on there so uh very very popular and we uh we would have would have uh launched those in 2019 um i suppose more recently just just last year we uh we installed 12 new glamping cabins so that the 12 new glamping cabins that we installed are <coughs> very much aligned to uh, standalone hotel type rooms. So again, <coughs> they have their accommodation, they have their accommodation, uh, sleeping accommodation with toilet and shower. And uh, listen, we're always looking at, at new oppor- new opportunities. And uh, we have, uh, I suppose, thankfully, we have pre- plenty of room for expansion. And we're listening closely to what. Uh, Customer feedback and whatnot, as and we're we're looking at new opportunities down the road as well. So, did the success and demand dictate the rate of your expansion, Morgan? Yeah. So, a lot of what we would have, uh, like, we would rely heavily on on customer feedback, and uh, I suppose <coughs> year on year we take all our take all our feedback through reviews and whatnot, and. Uh, like really, I suppose the camping experience, as it was traditionally known, uh, pitching your tent and whatnot, probably where where we're pitching ourselves at now, we're going from that to the glamping experience. So, I suppose people people want the camping type experience with with the added uh, luxuries of a but more permanent style accommodation while still maintaining the campsite ethos, outdoor environment. And uh, really, I see families coming here and they, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's freshening looking up at them sitting outside in the, on the uh, decks with their, uh, with their little, uh, little fires going, their kids playing over in the park. It's very much an, out, an outdoor space with the sleeping accommodation. It's fairly early on a Saturday morning and we're on here in your office, driving down past the, the entrance. There's still families out there already this morning. So it's an all year round facility here too, Lorcan. Yeah, we have uh, I suppose we, at the outset <coughs> it was always our intention to provide um, to pre- provide an all year round facility. I suppose there's a few there's a few things in that. One being our success has very much been built on the staff that that uh, that support our business. Really, without the staff that that we have here, we would not not have been able to uh, continue with the expansion that we have. <coughs> I suppose, from a, an all year round perspective, um, uh, having staff for a few months over the summer during high season, letting them go over the winter time, it just. Uh, 
I suppose it's not it's not fair. It's not sustainable from from their perspective. So I suppose we take the we take the highs and lows. And uh, as I say, thankfully we've been able to retain uh, excellent staff. And as I say, that has uh, that has paid off big time. And that uh, they have they've they've laid the platform for the for the success of the camp. So and when you're at full capacity, Lorcan, what staff numbers would you have? Um, so. During the summertime, between the uh, between the campsite here and Rose's Bar, we would have uh, we would have up to thirty staff during the summertime. Uh, that that drops back to uh, to about we sustain about ten staff on a full time basis during during the winter time. So uh, we rely quite a bit on students and uh, and whatnot uh, during the summertime and. Um, it works quite well. It must give you a great sense of satisfaction to, to be able to provide that level of employment in Antony Chrysler. Yeah, well, Chrysler in itself, as uh, I suppose, really, uh, I suppose since we since since we opened up in, in 2000, 2013, Chrysler in itself has, uh, I suppose, I would see it would it has come has come out of the uh, the uh, Celtic Tiger recession quite well. Um, it was badly hit, Logan, wasn't it? Yeah, I suppose Chrysler's been no different from, uh, from any other rural village throughout Ireland. It took uh, it took a fair hit, took a fair hit during the recession. But uh, I do believe that uh, Chrysler's rebound has been has been remarkable from from <coughs> from from its lowest point after the recession to where we're at today. There's uh it's unbelievable when you when you count up the number of new businesses that, that have really that have really opened up opened up since then. Uh, and there's a great spread of new businesses that have opened in Chrysler. We have uh like without getting caught up in naming too many businesses, there's uh <coughs> there's a like we have if we start even at the at the bottom of the village, like we have uh we have a great new pharmacy that 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 opened up since the recession. There's a, a fabulous, uh, a fabulous uh, cafe, Huckleberry, coming up through the village, uh, and and Rose's Bar. We have uh, now serve food, so Rose, Rose's Kitchen has uh, has filled a great gap for uh, for gastro dining and and Chrysler. Moving on up through the village, uh, Scrumptious Ice Cream has has opened up again has as a massive hit during during the summer time. Um, Gusto's takeaway in Chrysler is famous now for its uh, for its fast food and quality. We have a new laundrette open, twenty four hour laundrette opened. Um, the coffee pod serving gourmet sandwiches has opened up the uh, the happy camper the post office in Chrysler that has been retained which is brilliant to to have the post office retained within within the village uh hooker board and a uh, a really cool idea set up by Cahill Sheridan and has taken off massively um and again, we have uh, we have great, uh, I suppose, fitness facilities in the village in the village now as well, which is uh, which Anton McFadden set up a couple of years ago, and 
that's what I'm naming out to you now. I'm sure there's other knock-on uh, businesses, but for a small village like Chrysler, there's it's 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 on it's unbelievable success in the last eight to ten years. And the great thing about all those businesses that you listed there, Lorcan, they all complement one another. Absolutely, and uh, I think one of the uh, one of the successes of Chrysler has been, I suppose. The community, from a business perspective, from a sporting perspective, uh, from the general public perspective, there seems to be an ethos of everybody's going going the right direction. Everybody wants the right direction. And there, we'll take a break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the ExecEd Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break, Larkin was talking about the strong community spirit that prevails in Chrysler. I think what's been realised in Chrysler, all ships raise and a rising tide. So there's an awful lot of people that have benefited throughout the community, be it from a social perspective, be it from a business perspective. The different facilities that we have here now, that we don't have, we can cater for a lot of the guests that come here. But I, I suppose in alignment with that, the locals can uh, avail of all the, the success that Chrysler has has ha, has had over this past uh, number of years. And the Chrysler Community Association has been a big player in all that regard, isn't it? Absolutely. So it's uh, it's no coincidence, no coincidence that the Chrysler Community Association has really been aligned with the. Uh, I suppose they call it the uh, the takeoff of Chrysler over this past number of years. Um, it's been really influential in terms of getting things, getting things tidied up, getting the getting the area promoted properly, galvanising people within the community that maybe maybe there was a, a building needed a little bit repair and whatnot, and the Chrysler Community Association gets gets involved in, in, in a, a very amicable way to get to get things done. So from a Chrysler Community uh, Association perspective, that, that's been brilliant. And uh, I suppose it, it goes without saying we have uh, <coughs> we've lost the founder and leader of Chrysler Com- Community Association and Ben McFadden. Unfortunately, Ben McFadden passed away earlier this year and he's been a massive loss to the community. But <coughs> I suppose we laid down a gauntlet after after Ben's passing that we were going to carry the flag. And uh, I must say the uh, the committee the committee there is, uh, is, is as enthusiastic as ever in terms of 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 carrying the flag for Ben. Uh, I just attended a meeting uh, on uh, on Monday night there, and there's a number of new projects in the pipeline. Uh, so really, it's uh, look out. There's going to be there's going to be some great future enhancements in Chrysler over the next over the next uh, short time and some longer term plans also. I know Ben had a knack of getting things done in his own unique way. Can you talk to me a wee bit about that gift that he had? Yeah, so Ben, Ben had, uh, ben had a, a personality that 
that really everyone was attracted to. Ben had a way of asking people to do something that was really, I, I suppose, it was a gift that people were compelled to do what Ben asked in a very positive way, whereas many other people would ask for it to be done and it would be confrontation. Ben was a very non-confrontational man. He had no hidden agenda other than doing the right thing, trying to promote Chrysler, and uh, as I say, there was no agenda. There was no agenda behind it other than uh, his love for the community, his love for <coughs> his love for Ards, the surroundings, and uh, I must say, uh, in terms of Ben's family, are very actively involved in the Chrysler Community Association still. And uh, and it's brilliant to have that have that connection still there. And the committee obviously now feel compelled to follow through and carry out uh, Ben's plans and visions for Chrysler. Yeah, so I, I suppose uh, I suppose no no different. We talked about the, the the master plan that I had at the at the Wild Atlantic Camp. We have we have in the Chrysler Communities Association a master plan both long-term and short-term for upgrades and enhancements within within the village. So, uh, like, I think from, I, I suppose, um, from, a, from a local government perspective, um, I would be putting it out there that a lot of the things that have happened in Chrysler to date have uh, the village renewal scheme that would have... Uh, that that was done around 2010-11 has greatly helped Chrysler embrace opening of new businesses and whatnot. So really, I suppose there's a there's a new plan in place now, and really success breeds success. So uh, we'll be we'll be pushing local government hard and whatnot over the next while for for support and uh, and, and 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 bouncing us on to the next level. There's a line in the Donegal News during your interview uh, earlier this year, uh, Lord Cantley, you said, having the village looking well, it makes doing business a whole lot easier. 100% uh, Kieran. Uh, I, I suppose once, uh, <coughs> it's, once people see things happening, things looking well, of course it's a lot more attractive for uh, for. Um, for people to pull in and stop, enjoy the place, promote the place. So I suppose it's no different from <coughs> many of the time I would have thought of of parking a few cars outside Rose's Bar to give the to give the thought that the place was full inside. Once a place is buzzing, success breeds success and we're hoping to, to carry that on within the within the Chrysler. We're in the middle of September. Obviously, the tour season has come to an end now for twenty twenty two. Were you happy with how this year went? Yeah. So this year was uh, this year was a little bit different from from last year. The, the last number of years have been have been quite quite different for a number of reasons. But uh, I suppose this year has been slightly different in that we would have kicked off. It was kind of a soft kick off that we had this year. June time. Probably wasn't as uh, wasn't as busy as 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 we had it last year because people were compelled to stay within the country with the travel restrictions, and uh, I suppose this year uh, everyone was anxious to get away on a foreign trip, and a lot of people a lot of people uh, got away at the start of the summertime. So 
June was a little, June was a soft start. However, July and August kicked in really well. And, uh, I must say the, um, as I say, July and August was really well. Even the start of September now, weather plays a big part on, uh, on, on, on our, our game at the Wild Atlantic Camp. So, uh, thankfully, the start of September has kicked off really well. Granted, kids back at school definitely as a, as a turning point for our business. But, uh, no, all in, uh, it's been a great summer and I suppose looking forward to, uh, looking forward to building on that for next year. And it, I suppose, Kieran, just the other token, talking about this summer, last summer we would have, our customer base would have expanded massively last year because we would have got an awful lot of people from uh, from down south of Ireland where we wouldn't have traditionally got previously. So I suppose having the customer base expanded has definitely helped and I suppose it augurs well for the, the future. And obviously looking for some of that repeat business as well. Yeah, exactly. No, it's... Uh, I suppose we run different promotions and whatnot, and uh, as I say, having a having a good wide customer base as uh, as massive in terms of uh, in terms of of keeping the, keeping the attraction of coming back here going. Lorgan, if you had followed your childhood dream job, what would you be doing now? Well, <laughs> I suppose all all. Ultimately, then, been uh, I suppose my m- my ambition at the outset was to be a Formula One driver. Unfortunately, that didn't <laughs> that didn't come to the. Where did that passion come from? <laughs> we, uh, I suppose, Chrysler itself. Uh, we were would be would be very much a motor racing uh, a motor racing society. There's a, there's an awful lot of rally interest and whatnot here, and uh, I suppose from a young age we used to. We used to go to Derry and then to Letterkenny on some uh, on some outing, carotin outings and whatnot. So, unfortunately, those ambitions those ambitions didn't didn't come didn't didn't come true. So, uh, listen, I'm uh, I'm happy enough the way it turned out. We have uh, living back here in Chrysler, having a family that's well and healthy as uh, as as the most important thing. So, uh, really, I suppose. From that perspective, I, I, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. There's always a great pride about people from Chrysler, and that that pride in their town as well. Yeah, so I suppose in Chrysler, we're um, I suppose they're they're definitely they're definitely as a they're definitely as a sense sense of pride in it. Um, like we are nestled, I suppose, between Dunfanaghy and and Downings, which is two real established tourist destinations. So. I suppose it's it's great even to be getting some of the some of the uh, overflow from from those destinations that are that are on our doorstep. So uh, I suppose maybe maybe in Chrysler being uh, being maybe of a not uh, I'm talking from a tourism perspective maybe maybe not at the same scale. We need to punch a but above our weight and try and. Provide a different, different offering and stuff like that there. So there is a big pride in the, a big pride in the area in terms of. The, I think that leads to us possibly punching above our weight in some, in some, some instances. I suppose, having said that, Chris is very centrally located for the likes of other attractions: Glenvay, Arge, Doe Castle, Hornhead. Ex- exactly. So, uh, like we're we're blessed in where we are located, as I say. We're within touching distance of 
Dunfanaghy and Downings and Carrigard, uh, like really, we're located on the Wild Atlantic Way, which is massive. We're centrally lo- located from <coughs> from a transport point of view, and that we have daily buses between Galway, Dublin, Belfast, and even Glasgow passing. Um, for, from a from a destination point of view, as you say, Glenvay is one of the biggest tourist attractions tourist attractions in the country. We have uh, we have a pending Michelin star restaurant with a stone a stone throw and and Glen Bar. We have Doe Castle. We have. Uh, Arge Forest Park, which in itself is uh, is magnificent. Arge Freire, which has hidden gems of beaches and whatnot. Uh, the mountains, be it Muckish, Errigal, and <coughs> in terms of all the water sports that we have here as well, in terms of the surfing, canoeing, and whatnot, and uh, as well from that perspective, there's been quite a number of new. Uh, New new uh, businesses that have opened up to facilitate for for tourism, the likes of the likes of the different surfing clubs and whatnot about. So uh, I suppose everything nuts and well well together. And saying that we're we're <coughs> we have there's plenty of expansion needed for the entire northwest. I suppose we look on to the likes of. The Galways, the Clares, the Kerry, and Envy, in terms of the visitors that they attract. So, I don't think uh, I, I think there's an awful lot of opportunity and and this neck of the woods to uh, to really bring us to the bring us to the next level and the scale that they're at down. And would you agree that outdoor pursuits and adventure sports would be one of the areas that we can develop further? Absolutely, I, I, I suppose, Kieran, it's. Uh, I suppose, from my perspective, it goes hand in hand with the uh, with the campsite and whatnot. Like, really, we're blessed in this part of Donegal to have so many different, <coughs> so many different natural amenities that we can that we can really use for these outdoor activities and pursuits. And uh, it's becoming it's becoming more popular. And uh, as I say, even the even from the pandemic point of view, people are looking at more outdoor type thing, less confined spaces and whatnot. So it's something that we we definitely need to to embrace more and build on what we have because we have what we have here as uh, as unrivaled anywhere in the country from my point of view. Is there a person and business that you admire most, Lorcan? Um, I suppose there's uh, there's a there's a num- there's a number of people that uh, that I, that I admire in business, um, but I suppose different different people for different different traits. Um, I suppose ironically, um, I suppose Michael O'Leary is one of the most successful businessmen ever to grace the country, and he has as uh, I suppose he has his controversial side as well as 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 real as real business acumen. Um, I suppose what I would, <coughs> what I have tried to uh, copy in terms of what what he has done, is I suppose Ryanair in itself is as uh, a low cost a low cost um, aircraft um, 
provider. Their their business goal is to attract masses of people. While the masses of people is there, there's an offspring from the expenditure of those, those masses of people. So I suppose if you go to book a flight in Ryanair, before you have before you have your flight confirmed, there's about ten or fifteen different options that you can uh, that you can buy before <coughs> before payment is is made. So I suppose from that perspective, I would like to see I would like to see us increasingly attracting an awful lot of people and attracting an awful lot of people. There's an awful lot of businesses that gets a, that gets a reimbursement in terms of of people people spending while while they're here so uh, i suppose from a from a michael o'leary perspective that is that is definitely one that i would <laughs> that i would uh, that i would i'd really admire from that point of view tell me what is the best lesson that you've learned in business um i suppose the the best lesson is is to be is to be humble I suppose you're only you're only as good as uh, you're only as good as your last job. As you say, um, as I say, I came back here in in in, in two thousand and four from the states. I, 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 as I say, my vision was to be living back in Chrysler, be a publican in Chrysler, and that has changed massively. Um, I would like to see myself as as a person who's kept the feet on the ground and I know occasionally we all get carried away but uh, but really I suppose to firmly put your feet in the ground is uh, I suppose that's that's a key element that I would see in terms of trying to keep keep composed. Are you happy the way things have worked out? Yeah, I must say I'm I'm delighted delighted the way things have delighted the way things have worked out. Um, of course, there's always there's all there's always a better way, and we will always look for a better way. Um, I suppose in terms of, um, I think maybe maybe in Ireland how we could progress. But sometimes we can end up, uh, I suppose, from a legislation point of view and whatnot we can get tied up on an awful lot of red tape um that that really kind of prevents prevents business move, moving forward a bit and uh, a lot of that red tape can put people off so uh i suppose other than that it's really it, it's it's really i'm happy from from that perspective and finally, Lorcan, what does the future hold for yourself and your businesses? So, really, I suppose, and uh, I suppose, from a short-term point of view, uh, we want to uh, we want to really embrace the sustainable energy uh, element within our businesses here. Um, I know you will. It's it's <coughs> it's on the news every time you turn it on in terms of the cost of energy and whatnot. But I think I think there's definitely a twofold aspect to that there. Similar to we talked about the uh, we talked about the environment of Donegal and what it has to offer and whatnot. We have we have a landscape here that we can use to generate our own electricity and whatnot. We should really be embracing that massively. Um, I know from a, I suppose from a short term point of view, it's not something that's going to be fixed <coughs> fixed over fixed overnight. But really, 
one of my goals here in my business is to become a lot more sustainable and becoming sustainable will become a hell of a lot more cost effective in terms of running the business and whatnot so from a short term perspective that's we want to we want to control what we ha- control what we have from a longer term perspective i would see us here in the wild atlantic camp to really continue with our ambition and providing unique, flexible outdoor campsite accommodation for the uh, for the guests that's been attracted to Donegal and really you know to bounce on, bounce on our facility here, bounce on Chrysler and from a wider perspective, the whole way northwest coast of of Donegal has uh, has massive opportunities there on the tourism industry. As I say, I I work in Dublin. On a, on a on a consultancy basis, and I don't think Donegal is teed up for for attracting multinational companies and whatnot up here. I think it's I suppose from a geographical perspective, it's difficult. We have unbelievable un, unbelievable facilities here from a tourism perspective. I think we really need to focus on tourism. Um, for this part of Donegal, really, from a from a employment point of view, from a business point of view, and from a progression of this area. Larkin Rorty, owner of Roses Bar in Chrysla and owner of Wide Atlantic Cap in Chrysla, thanks for taking the time today to talk to us on Business Matters. Thanks, Kieran. Well, that's it for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Larkin Rorty. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound. And thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at atu.ie today.